The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You chose to take a journey down a long and dangerous trail Chose to serve your country and we know you served us well But now you're back and it's our duty to keep you safe and warm Shake your hand and welcome you back home with open arms We're America, your family, the land of liberty We're thankful for your sacrifice, your fight to keep us free We are America we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red, white, and blue. We're America, your country, and America wants you. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition. Your hosts are Gary Ray and Ted Griffin, Jr. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here are your hosts, Gary and Ted. Good morning. My name is Gary Ray, along with our good friend, Mr. Bill Forbes, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs. Bill will be helping me out this morning. I think we're going to get rid of Ted. He never shows up, huh? (laughs) Good good morning, Bill. I hope you find the show a little more relaxing than your normal 10 meetings a day that you attend. (laughs) Well, I, I, I look forward to it, Gary. And uh, we've got a wonderful addition today, and um, you're going to uh, present all of that, and uh, we're going to have a good discussion. Great, great. A little bit of info about our guest. Jerry and his wife formed the National Addiction Therapy Research Association called NATRA, Inc., uh, Maryland 501c3 Corporation early 2003 to offer a new path for recovery through conflict resolution. He has, for the past five years, been helping veterans recover and resolve anxiety-based traumas and stress, including post-traumatic stress disorder, with great success. As a result of his work in the veteran community, Natura, Inc. became a partner with the Veterans Administration in the late 2008. By September 2010, Natura launched a 10-bed emergency shelter program in Perry Point, Maryland. In March of 2013, the name of Natra changed to VSCOA, 
or the Veterans Support Center of America to more properly reflect the work and mission that the original nonprofit organization had been doing very successfully for the last two and a half years. Jerry is the only person I know that I received a very positive phone call from the VA, and I'll let him more uh, get into that. And I would like to welcome Managing Director, Mr. Jerry Black. Welcome, sir. Good morning, Jerry. Hey, Bill, it's good to hear from you. Great, great, Jerry. <laughs> All right. Well, Jerry, you have a lot to, we have a lot to talk about. I mean, geez, uh, uh, going through your brochures, going through uh, the stories, uh, it's phenomenal. I don't know where to start. How about you? <laughs> it's been a, a busy trail since we started down this path back in 2007, Gary. I can tell you that. All right. All right. You know, why don't we get to that phone call from the VA? I think this was a, a, something that really stuck to your heart from the it, VA, right? It really right? did. Uh, it was the, uh, a call that uh, resulted from uh, some care uh, and work that I was doing with a veteran that had walked through our door, through my door, uh, earlier that year. Uh, turned out he was an Iraq combat veteran, a Marine Corps veteran, and he literally showed up to get help with what he called his alcohol problem. And in working with him over a period of time, I realized that there was more going on here than, than you know, an, an alcohol or an addiction. Uh, and I literally, Gary, put him on a bus with a tuna fish sandwich, $20 bill, and a note in his pocket, paid his bus fare, and sent him to the Baltimore VA hospital. I had no experience with the veteran community, much less the VA at that point in time. We, uh, Our organization was not a, a contracted uh, service provider. I was just simply trying to help this vet that uh, really had me, I don't know, twisted in knots trying to figure out what was, what was going on. And uh, sent him over there. I uh, thought I did the right thing, and then it w- he was gone. <laughs> he was off my radar. Uh, I'd, I'd lost contact with him. Uh, I, I myself got a little worried, a little concerned that uh, I'd done the wrong thing, sending him over the, to Baltimore with $20 and, and, and a note. Um, and about the time I had given up that I'd ever hear from him again, I got that phone call that you just mentioned. And, uh, in fact, the individual on the other end of the phone was letting me know that they did have uh, my vet. Uh, and the good news was they had him, and the bad news was that I'd probably uh, never see him again that they had sent him to uh, uh, Martinsburg, that he was going to be uh, in the Alzheimer's unit up there, which I understand is one of the best in the country, uh, and that he was terminal. And um, all in about five seconds, I went from the high elation of, you know, you found my guy, to, oh, my God, what's happened here? And um, the the voice that the person I was talking to was a caseworker. He said, "Listen, you know what's happened here is is that he had received so many head traumas due to explosions over there that the brain injuries had resulted in the Alzheimer's disease, and that it was advanced." And the the guy was thanking me for sending him over. He said, "Listen, this guy's been here many times before, but we never saw the brain injury. What we saw was the alcohol." We saw the post-traumatic stress, but we didn't see the TBI. Of course, this was early on back back then. Uh, we were still learning a lot about TBI and how they present. Um, but he wanted he wanted to find out what we were doing over here, and the encouragement was, please keep doing what you're doing. And um, after collecting myself, uh, uh, I realized that, that that man was sent to us um, by a higher power, that there was uh, something here that we needed to look at, 
more than just uh, providing some service for whoever walked in off the street and uh, started down that path to uh, uh, provide services to our homeless veteran community, and that's how we started the, the original Forbes Hall Emergency Shelter Program, which was, which was then and still is the only shelter program on the eastern shore of Maryland. Boy, Forbes Hall, huh? Who's that named after? <laughs> my, my best friend and mentor, uh, Bill Forbes. And uh, right. every time I hear from him, I'm always excited to, to be able to All talk right. to Bill. Well, right. that, that, that is certainly an honor, and, uh, and I appreciate it very much. Uh, that was not something, Gary, that I solicited. Oh, uh, sometimes uh, I felt out of place. Uh, because I wasn't auditioning for that. I, I, I just wanted to, to make sure that I would be a part of something that was going to help our veterans recover from uh, the experiences that they have had in serving this great country. And that, you know, uh, be, because I began to, to feel as though that, uh, you know, after the war is over, you know, what do we do for the warriors? You know, and, 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 and the thought ran across my mind is the feeling that uh, we're like ships and they put us in mothballs. Uh, you know, there's got to be a better way than that. And uh, uh, that program that Jerry and, and a host of other people that are involved in has been making a difference on the eastern shore uh, of Maryland. And with the support of the community and others, and hopefully, you know, we can get some uh, additional support from uh, uh, additional businesses and even in the corporate end. I think uh, this program has all kinds of uh, uh, great possibilities to achieve. All right. All right. And again, you know, uh, Forbes Hall sounds a lot better than Gary Ray Hall anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gary, all we have to do is put another R in your first name and we'll be okay. You, you know what that's all about. <laughs> You're right, exactly. I thought I was born poor. <laughs> all right. Now, tell us your, your website, uh, Jerry. That would be bscoa.org. And uh, if anyone in the, in the listening audience uh, wants to help support us financially, you can, you can go there, donate. You can find out more about uh, the various programs that we're uh, either operating right now or intend to launch. Uh, a lot's happened in the past year um, with regard to not only the name change, but we, we moved the facility uh, down to a 50-acre campus. Um, in, uh, in a rural area, uh, as uh, one of our board members likes to say, you drive 10 miles into the woods, turn right, and drive another 10 miles into the woods, and there you are. Um, but this turned out to be uh, just a huge, huge um, advantage and opportunity for us as we um, now look at our program, our transitional residence program, or what I call the TRP program, uh, is only part of what we do down there. And uh, we're, we're offering opportunities as far as jobs. Uh, we're working with the VA, who's very interested now in, in looking at folk rehab uh, uh, opportunities. Um, we're, we're expanding this. We're working with the American Legion Post 24 out of uh, Delaware, uh, who wants to uh, put up a uh, PTSD service dog training center down there with a vet clinic. Um, so a lot more 
uh, is going on now than, say, the emergency shelter that we started with back in late 2010. Uh, just just a, a whole whole array of things that are, that are going on. In fact, I think some of the biggest things they're doing right now is with our wounded warriors, uh, we're, we're establishing uh, an outfitters program called Tooth to Tails Outfitters that will take wounded warriors and service-connected uh, disabled veterans on hunting and fishing trips because we have a uh, three-bedroom home down there on the campus that uh, we're converting over. I, you know, I call it the hunting cabin. Uh, where we'll bring in veterans uh, and we'll bring in the wounded warriors. We've been talking to Walter Reed and um, and their family. If, if, the, if the wife or the significant caregiver wants to come down, and oftentimes these gals and, and uh, need as much help, um, need as much time for themselves as anyone else that's involved in, in this recovery process, get them down there, get them out on the beaches, get them down uh, fishing, get them out there if they want in the woods with with their wounded warrior, uh, and let, let the healing begin. So uh, we had our first hunt last weekend uh, with a, a disabled veteran who hadn't been in the woods in 33 years. And uh, he literally watched this guy transform back to the kid that uh, once, you know, went on hunting trips with his dad. So a lot going on down there now. A uh, lot more than what you would say or envision with a uh, an emergency shelter program that we started out with ten years ago. All right. Now, is this uh, that fifty acres I read about? Is that just something that's uh, recently acquired? Yes, it was. Actually, we've got a long-term lease agreement uh, for the property, so we've got all the rights of uh, ownership. Um, um, but we don't literally outright own it. So we can do the capital improvements and, and we can uh, uh, plan to be there for a very, very long time. We just got down there uh, in November of last year. So uh, we're new to the, the neighborhood, I guess you, you might say. Uh, and it took us a little bit to realize what we really had at our disposal. Um, right. When we originally started the program, we were in a three-bedroom apartment. And I had put... <laughs> bunk beds in this three bedrooms so that we had the, the ability to serve 12 veterans. Um, but you can imagine in a three-bedroom apartment how crowded it was. Um, I know it would never have worked in, quote-unquote, civilian world, but veterans used to, uh, you know, um, being stacked in on one another made it work, and the proof of concept was that we had developed one of the more or probably the most successful program, emergency shelter program, in, the, in our five-state region. Right. Uh, it was it's, so successful that the VA came to us and asked us for our program materials and disseminated them to other, other programs. All right. Uh, it's that time already, and we're going to take a quick short break. Just hang on and keep that thought there, Jerry. Uh, be sure to check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. I had the opportunity to meet Josh, the owner, very family-orientated man that believes his family-run business can and will save you money with the merchant services. If your business uses a merchant account, you want to save money, take advantage of listening more and contact First Class Merchant Services. I'm Gary Ray. I'm with Bill uh, Forbes and our guest, Jerry Black. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, and we'll be right back. Find 
out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join your hosts Gary Ray and Ted Griffin Jr. as they show what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com that's American Heroes Network at gmail.com now back to our program welcome back and uh, as we're on break uh, we're all talking and Bill you came up with a question that you'd like to ask Jerry well yes Jerry is 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 you aware that uh, in in being successful in uh, in a program with uh, with the homeless uh, you, you basically want to start out uh, small with a few beds, and then graduate uh, to a, to a larger uh, area in terms of helping more people. But uh, what I'd like for you to do is to think about maybe one or two uh, 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 situations where veterans who've come in and they, where they started from and where they ended up, uh, of what we would might call uh, success stories. Well, you know, success is a, uh, a tangible, <laughs> um, I guess, definition. We've, we've had um, over a 90% success rate in placing veterans that come into our program. Now, that success is determined as when they left, they had a roof over their head, food in their stomach, and we had connected them to the VA and were getting their VA um, medical care and benefits. So that's kind of a low threshold. But a couple of the the more successful stories, which I like to call, you know, the hole-in-one, um, really uh, one reaches out to me, um, although I see a lot of faces right now as I answer this, uh, was of a Marine Corps veteran that literally in the beginning uh, of that process, the VA did not want us to bring him into our program. Um, he was homeless on the street. He was an Iraq combat veteran. Uh, and according to our VA liaison at the time, he was not making good decisions. Now, that in itself is a definition of why we should be helping him. But um, for whatever reason, we decided uh, to bring him in off contract. Um, and the VA um, had decided that we shouldn't have him in the, in the program. 
short story or long story short, eventually he stabilized. We were able to get him into more involved VA programs. Uh, we were able to get him the help that he needed. And about three weeks ago, I got a text message from this Marine who said, basically, uh, thank you, Jerry. Thank you for all that you did. Had it not been for you guys in Forbes Hall, I'd probably be dead right now. So wow. there's there's a guy that um, nobody wanted. Nobody wanted to deal with, and believe me, this man tested me uh, <laughs> to my wit's end. Um, but at the end of the day, when you get a text message like that, um, how do you put a value on that? I don't know. I, you know, that is my hole-in-one. Most of the time I'm out there in the in the rough or shooting balls into the pond. But when you get that kind of uh, response, you, you know you made a difference. Um, not all of them are as dramatic a story as that. I mean, we've got uh, stories where I can tell you where, you know, the veteran comes in and, and goes to school and gets a CDL license and moves on. Um, I can tell you that when you're dealing with a veteran that's lived in the woods for 30-some years and you bring them in, uh, you're not going to change your life in six months or even a year. You're, you're going to meet them at their need. Uh, they're probably going to go back out and then come back in. But what they do is they look at you as home, your family, and you're the place they come to when things really get bad. And I, I've got a couple of those guys. I call them my retreads. Um, but before we were there, they had no place to go. And um, we're able to get them their services and get them their medical care. Uh, rather, they're in my facility or out in the woods. We know where they are, and we, we serve to their needs. So uh, being that we're the only program out here, uh, Bill will tell you, we do everything. I've been hospice care for a veteran, a Navy vet, who died with bone cancer under our care. Um, we've been, um, you know, emergency shelter for families and, you know, that was, uh, an ordeal. So we're, we're there for our veteran community and, and without the support of our community, we really can't, um, we can't do this alone. Government by itself isn't the answer. You know, we need corporate sponsors now. We've got bigger dreams. We've got bigger missions involved. Uh, we need the support of our local community at the, at the small business level, and we need each and every individual that's out there uh, wondering how they can support a veteran other than buy them a beer or put a bumper sticker on your car. You know, look out your window. These, these, the homeless community is there. You can support them by supporting a rural program like ours because it's the rural veteran, as far as I'm concerned, that's been forgotten. Services out here in the rural reaches, it doesn't matter if you're on the eastern shore of Maryland or out there in West Virginia, are slim and none, and slim left town. Well, great, Jerry. Uh, you know, one other thing comes to mind, uh, and just to highlight the success of the program and the innovations that you've been involved in, uh, each year, uh, uh, as I can recall back now, three, four years, uh, usually in the month of October, the third weekend, uh, you conduct, uh, the program conducts a three-day stand-down 
And briefly, if you would uh, explain what the stand-down is and uh, what are the the components of that and uh, just how that runs over that particular period of time. Uh, The stand-down was originally uh, the concept of two Vietnam veterans out in San Diego, California, back in 88. They um, recognized the need to put up an event, qualify homeless veterans, and only let those qualified homeless veterans come into that event. These, these veterans then would be introduced to services, to the VA, to Department of Labor, and anybody else that they could bring in there. While they were there for the three-day period, they slept outside under tent. They got medical care. They got free food. They got a lot of good goodies, uh, free goodies that were given away. And uh, the hope was uh, from that original event that those veterans that did qualify to get in would then take the opportunity and and move on, be able to to keep the the momentum going. Now, that's in San Diego, and that's where you have large concentrations of homeless veterans. They're called tent cities, and they literally found they need to fence people out and only let certain people in. In a rural area, it's the other way around. You don't have large concentrations of homeless veterans standing on street corners. You've got veterans that, for the most part, unless you knew they were homeless, you wouldn't know they were homeless passing you by on the street. So we opened our stand down up to the entire veteran community because we didn't want to ostracize or point anybody out as being the homeless guy, so to speak, because of the stigma attached to that. And what we found was that when we allowed all of our veteran community to come, and that's the mom, dad, and children, everything, when we allowed everybody to come, then the ones that needed to be there, they would come too. So we started our first stand down in 2009, uh, we had uh, 35 homeless veterans show up on our doorstep, and at that time, the VA told us that we only had one or two, maybe three homeless veterans in the entire region because their computer system, that's all it said that was out there. Uh, so it, it kind of proved to everybody that it was a bigger problem than anybody knew out here on the eastern shore of Maryland. From that, that day, we were able to work uh, through the numbers and realize that we had at any, any given time out here uh, between 200 to maybe 250 homeless veterans on the streets. So, uh, and since that time, we've been able to prove that again and again. And of course, now, Bill, as you know, our stand down serves southern Delaware down into the eastern shore of Virginia. Um, we are partnered with another agency that does a stand down in northern Delaware, and we're hoping soon to do one down in uh, uh, Virginia. During that three-day period, we serve free food, we have the entertainment, but more importantly, we have the services there, and uh, all of our veteran community are accessing these services. My One of my good friends, who I didn't even know was a veteran, last year showed up to stand down, got connected with the VA, and ended up with a 100% PTSD rating, and um, to this day, uh, he, he, you know, he's, he's thanking us for holding a stand down. You just don't know who you're going to uh, or how you're going to reach out and touch lives. But that event has now become a mainstay, and we hold it at the American Legion here in town at Post 64, uh, and, and that's that's where we'll continue to hold it. But the stand down, that was what proved to all of the supporting agencies that there was a problem. And rural homelessness is a lot different creature than inner city homelessness. Jerry, you're absolutely correct, and, 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 you know, I think that stand-down is to be applauded 
from the fact that uh, we get families involved. But there's another uh, significant component there. If you'd briefly speak about that, the outreach that we have to our women veterans in the area, uh, women and children in particular, and how we address them during the stand-down. Uh, Gary, do we have time? Because that, that's actually a very involved okay. I'll tell you what, we'll just Topic go ahead. that I do we'll want to take, talk about, but I don't want to break it up. No problem. What we'll do, we'll take an, a couple seconds early break. We'll just take a short break right now. To learn more about American Heroes Network, go to our mobile site where you can actually listen to our archive shows and learn more about us. That's all you have to do on your on your phone is go to hero.ub1, that's the number one, .co. We'll be right back with our guest, Jerry Black. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America, on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join your hosts Gary Ray and Ted Griffin Jr. as they show what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, Back to our program. All right. Welcome back. Uh, Jerry, I guess you were going to start answering a question that had to do with our female vets. Yeah, that's a, um, a real hot button for us right now. It is. As most is. people are aware, maybe or they're not aware, you know, women comprise a significant portion of our military now, providing a lot of logistic support. And now recently uh, the military said they're going to put our gals uh, – out there on the front line, the pointy end of the spear. When you're talking about female uh, veterans, homeless veterans, it's an extremely complicated issue, and oftentimes children are involved in this uh, in this equation. So it's not like dealing with a single male veteran, uh, which we have an extensive uh, background in dealing with. Our stand-downs produced numbers that showed us that even back in 2009, we had a community of homeless females out there Secretary Shinseki of Veterans Affairs uh, had, has called them the most vulnerable veterans. 
And I think for obvious reasons, we can all empathize and understand why he made that statement. The surprising or shocking news is that they are outpacing the males in terms of homelessness and suicide. And this is a national crisis. Yes, they're a smaller population, but they're a population that is extremely underserved. The VA is set up to serve males. They, they know what they're doing there. That's, that's their background. That's their history. And now you've got this wave of women that's going to be coming out of the military. And in fact, it's coming out of the military right now. And they're coming into our neighborhoods right now. And they are out leading, as I said, outpacing their male counterparts. And this was post-traumatic stress and even traumatic brain injury, because often these gals are the ones driving what we call the targets, which are the supply trucks. And they're, they're bringing all of this home. Now, we're, we started a program down here at Camp Royal Oak. Uh, as I said, we've had a little bit of experience with uh, helping these gals. We're building a new facility in Centerville, Maryland, which is also out here on the Eastern Shore, um, that's going to be located a, little, a lot closer to the services that women and women with children would need. We found that putting the gals down in the woods 15 miles away from the nearest drugstore is not a good idea. Because when the baby's sick at 2 a.m. in the morning, you can't tell them, well, you can catch the bus uh, the, the next morning at 10 o'clock and, and, and get what, what you need for the child. That the, the, the needs for these women is more acute and oftentimes present uh, more of an emergency situation than we ever had to deal with with our, our males. The, the community, again, is a smaller community, but the problem is more acute. So we're doing everything that we can, and this is a program that if uh, our listenership wants to support, we need the dollars there. We don't have the funding from the VA on that yet. We don't have a contract from the VA on that. Even the contract that we do have is only funding about 40% of what we're doing anyway. So the support for this, this particular program is large and looming on the horizon, and we hope to have that new shelter open in the June or July time frame. So it's right here, it's right around the corner, and it's immediate. Do we have a number on, on how many female veterans? Generally across the country or in my neck yeah. of the woods? Let's, let's, let's go across the country. Actually, Bill, you might be the better one for statistics there. I know where we are here with, with our population. Well, you know, you know Jerry, I, I think using numbers from the – the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, on any given night, there can be in excess of 100,000 veterans that are on the street without a place to, to, to go or where to rest their head. And, and I think on the conservative side, women probably represent about 20% of that number across the country. And that's growing, right? That's a growing yeah, number. Absolutely. Absolutely. It continues to grow. Yeah, here on the Eastern Shore, Gary, we're looking – probably at about what I call 50 women any night that are what you and I would term as homeless. Um, they have a tendency to hide better than the males do. Uh, the gals can and oftentimes end up uh, staying in, in places that you and I would, or with people that you and I would rather they don't be with. But when we're talking survival, uh, they're resourceful and, and they can make it happen. Um, there's nothing that breaks your heart more than to see a mom uh, with a two-year-old, uh, and this happened to 
with a two-year-old child that's autistic, and uh, she can barely take care of herself, much less take care uh, of her baby. So, you know, I know it's easy for our hearts to go out there, but I'm going to push that button. Uh, We need help with that program. Uh, We need support for that program. And these gals have sacrificed uh, just as much. And uh, right now, uh, they are the underserved uh, community that's that's being discharged from the military right now. So it's um, something that really touches my heart because... uh, we didn't deal with this until we got down to that 50-acre campus, and then suddenly there it was on our doorstep. Phenomenal. You know, tell me your, uh, tell me your site again, uh, where they can reach you, and, and um, uh, again, uh, listeners, it's time, you know, it's time to get the, these women off the street, period. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. The, the, the uh, website is viscoa, B-S-C-O-A dot org. Uh, please go on there. Like us on Facebook. Uh, we're, we're just now turning on all of our social media, so this is going to be a test to see if we've got the infrastructure right. But more important, you know, get in there, uh, see what you can do to, to become a, a support uh, or, or a, a, you know, someone that can help us support us financially. You know, we named Tooth the Tales, the Outfitter, from old military slang, and I guess I, I want to let the listener know what that means. Tooth is obviously the, the pointy end of the spear. That's the front-line soldier. The rest of us in this battle are the, are the tail soldiers. We're the logistics. You, me, Gary, Bill, uh, anyone out there that's getting ready to, to log on to the Visco website and donate even a dollar. If we all did a dollar, gee whiz, what a program I could build out here. But we're the logistics. We're the tail soldiers. Become a tail soldier. Help us help those that have served and served honorably. All right. Now, well, Jerry, Jerry, you know, I think I think that's great, and and that was a very significant component of this program. Are women who have served this country honorably, stood tall, and have been uh, extremely dedicated uh, to our cause and the cause of America. And uh, and I think you you described that adequately in, in in terms of what we're doing over there. And we definitely did not want to forget our women veteran veterans. And 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 uh, just as if I can just transition for a second here and say that uh, uh, our good friend Bob Sharps is listening today. And we didn't want to forget about Bob. And at some point in time, Jerry. Uh, and 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 Gary, very soon we're going to have Bob to come on and be a part of one of these shows uh, that uh, we're doing. The other thing that I'd like to, to to just ask you to cover, Jerry, is that since you've described what's going on uh, uh, on the Eastern Shore in Maryland, tell us uh, how uh, you think that something like this that can be. Uh, duplicated in areas around uh, our country here because, you know, we're just talking about a minuscule segment of the problem with homelessness on the eastern shore of Maryland, basically uh, nine counties that are are in the rural area there on the eastern shore. But how could, what is your concept in terms of how something like this can work in other places across the country? Well, you know, Bill, that's that's a very good question. Um, the vision that uh, I have and, and that every member of our board shares is that we don't do anything out here that can't be duplicated or done someplace else. 
And so what we've, what we've done is we've created a program and we've created a whole model that we could teach any other organization how to do. And of course, we're learning things now that uh, maybe we didn't know a year ago, but everything that we're doing today is to be duplicated in your hometown across America, in rural America. Now, we're not an inner city program. We don't compete with those. There are, there are resources upon resources upon resources in the inner cities, in the large cities. But when you go out to rural America, that's where the resources stop. That's where, in some cases, there isn't even a VA clinic. And what we've developed here is a program and a way of getting these veterans to these resources that can be duplicated anywhere across the country. So if you're in, in Oregon or if you're out there in Ohio and you're wondering why should I support a program out there on the eastern shore of Maryland, it's because what we're developing here will soon be out there because all we need is the phone call from the right organization that says we want to participate too, and we are going to link them up and show them how to do this thing. So it's uh, this might be, I guess you would consider it to be the beta site <laughs> for all the other programs that I hope in 20 years uh, will be across the country and we'll have a rural solution for our veteran community that uh, will offer the jobs opportunities, the education, the training, as well as the emergency shelter and transitional residence programs. There's a whole gamut of things that are going on here behind the scenes, and, and it's hard to believe that this many years later that we're, we're not talking about a 10-minute or 10-bed uh, emergency shelter. We're talking about a program that will truly help our, our, our combat veterans and veterans across the country transition back to our communities as productive, productive members of society. That's what we want to do. All right. All right. I think what we're going to do is take a quick break. I know it's only going to be a minute early, but when we come back, uh, we have our surprise guests with us. Uh, so, again, it's time for that short break. I'm Gary Ray along with Bill Forbes and our guest, Jerry Black. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join your hosts, Gary Ray and Ted Griffin, Jr., as they show what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. 
That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. Well, our surprise guest is here, and I'd like to introduce him. Staff Sergeant Charles Eggleston, retired, commander oh of, my the Order of the Purple Heart of Maryland, and the director for the Blue Star family. Good morning, sir. Hey, how's everything going with you great guys? Good. <laughs> yeah, commander, Commander, how are you, sir? I'm doing fine, sir. Doing fine. Charles, it is so good to hear from you. I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, thanks for, for joining us here this morning. Hey, it's my pleasure. Because right. you know, I have to I have to speak to the to the audience and what you do, Jerry, and what you do, Bill, are impressive. You know, it's just impressive because you thought outside the box and you saw the piece of the puzzle that the VA system really wasn't doing. They really weren't trying to reach out to the rural area. If you lived in Chicago City, hey, everything was honky dory. But if you lived somewhere in Hobo. Indiana, then you're basically out of luck. You know, what you're doing, I hope other states, other communities start looking at that blueprint because it means a lot to the men and women that it helps. It means a lot to the states that could embrace it. Unlike the state of Maryland, um, I wish they would have just had a better person in place on the VA side, you know, as the director, you know, the, uh, you know, I see states like California that I just yeah, come from. Yeah, I do know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've seen states like Minnesota, where I'm just coming from as well, and they VA directors. You know, this secretary of VA for the state, you know, Minnesota, secretary of v, you know, VA director, uh, you know, for the state of California, was on board, hands-on with all the different groups hands-on with all the different initiatives. And then you come to a state that's so close to ground zero, which is Capitol Hill in the White House, and they brought in a secretary, and the governor knows about this, that's unaware, unapproachable. And he's in his own world, and if unless you read his resume, you wouldn't even think he was a, a veteran. And it, it'd be with us, me, even the guys in Washington, D.C. And they're looking at it now going, wow, what's going on? on that side of the bridge, but they see great programs like Fort Hall and great pro- programs like the score with Jerry Black, and you guys are just doing it, you know, and that's why we embrace you from the military purple heart perspective in Maryland, you know, well, thanks Charles, for all of the great work. Charles, I took your advice a long time ago, and I turned that adversary into the the driving force that made us better and better every day. So uh, sometimes... Uh, I like to say now everybody needs a nemesis somewhere to keep prodding them along, and certainly we had ours in those early days of this this, this process. Yeah, it keeps you grounded. When you have a, yeah. a nemesis, yeah. you know, it, it can keep you grounded because if everybody ringing the bells going, woo, woo, you're the greatest thing since cream cheese, you know, you'll never know what are your downfalls. So you'll never know what are your lesser graders. You know, but your program is just good from head to toe. And believe me, we've been up and down that program looking for reasons to say, you know, let's expand this. And I was just blown away when I saw that you were expanding, you know, with the properties in Maryland. And you have other guys, other organizations that's helping you out as well. But uh, like I said, Jerry, I would love to see your initiative spread nationwide because our veterans, believe me, I'm speaking across the country, 
are really hurt, hurting. Our wounded warriors that's probably going to transition are truly hurting until the American people start seeing that these guys are hurting. You know, it's not going to hit home. And you don't want it to hit home in the form of Boston. You don't want to hit home in the form of Colorado. You don't want to see that type of hit home. You want to see it knock out the park, home run, a success story. You know, Charles, that's what we're looking know, for. Charles, you know and I know that right now there's over a million cases backlog with the VA. If the American public were really truly aware of this, there would be a riot going on because right now the average civilian sitting in their home believes that when a, 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 a military service member discharges from the military, becomes a veteran, that they're covered by the VA and life is good. A million case backlog and, and about a year for that case, for your case from the time you get involved with the VA to come around. That's, a, that's outrageous. It's a disgrace. And that's going on right now here in America. We can't, we can't have that. And we, we, need- we aid and obey other countries. We do more for Egypt than we do for our own veterans in the United States of America. Now, Amen. let's look at that composite. I can't get it. We need your help. Again, yeah. without your help, without our listeners' help, if, uh, become a sponsor. Uh, you know, donate. Uh, get to the website. And if you have any questions, there's a contact point on the website. Uh, contact Jerry. Um, again, we're here to help. Okay. You know, there's so much, so many more that uh, I, things that you do, Jerry, uh, such as the Camp Royal, the uh, Tooth to Tails Outfitter, the Warriors and wa- uh, on Waves, uh, the, the Service Dogs, uh, and especially to the future female program that's coming up. Uh, you know, we're not even touching the surface yet. Uh, I think what we need to do, Jerry, is have you come back on the show. Um, uh, very soon and, and uh, start hitting on these things that we missed. Well, Gary, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to be able to come back and report to uh, your listenership uh, the support that we've hopefully garnered today for this program. Um, I, um, you know, I'm doing everything that we possibly can with the minuscule resources that are at our disposal right now. But I think we're on the, on the cusp of something big. I think we're about to take that quantum leap. And um, the programs that you just spoke of, uh, even the latest program, the Warriors on Waves, where we take our wounded warriors and their families on two-day sailing excursions, all of this, I think, is going to open some new doors of opportunity for us. And it allows our veteran community to engage with the so-called wounded warrior community, um, which I have a little bit of problem with that. Charles, I you know, wounded warriors or warriors that still have, that have not discharged yet, combat uh, wounded veterans are, are are wounded warriors as far as I'm concerned. I, I know that uh, everybody likes to jump on the wounded warrior bandwagon, but, you know, sir, you are a combat wounded veteran who was a wounded warrior. Um, we need to support our combat wounded veterans. You know, I, I've seen it happen. When when you introduce someone in the crowd and this is a wounded warrior and this is a combat veteran, everybody gravitates to the wounded warrior. And yet standing right there before you yesterday, when he, before he discharged, was a wounded warrior. So support right. your veterans. They are our American heroes. They're the ones that are discharging right now. They're the ones going into our rural communities. They're the ones that do not get the support and services that we as Americans believe is, is happening. It's just not there. 
Do your homework. Over a million case backlog right now. Yeah, I like to I like to tag team with you on that one um, because you came in on a joke with me and uh, another comrade of mine the other day, and then we talked again offline. Uh, the, the, the 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 name Wounded Warrior came up after post nine eleven, so technically any injured person from combat is a wounded warrior whether he's active or retired post nine eleven. What I would like to see is this transfer all the way through all the generations back because technically all these guys are wounded warriors. They like to call Absolutely. them wounded veterans if they're not post-9-11, and that's not including Desert Storm. They still look at those as wounded veterans. But if you've been injured in combat past 9-11, basically post-9-11, then you're a wounded warrior, whether you're retired or active duty. That is the definition that's passed down from DOD, VA, and um, your dictionary, you know, and that's just the way it is. You know, it's it's a sexy slogan to to some. It's a polling slogan to some, to some. You know, it's just like the, you know, the good and the bad. Uh, and they do things like that, give names to categorize the errors of veterans. You know, and you have to look at it. You know, just like the screaming eagles. When you say Screaming Eagles, you talk about World War One. I. I mean World War Two. If you say the GI Joes, you talk about Vietnam era. You know, if you say the Greatest War in history, you talk about World War One. You know, so it's just a slogan for an era of combat, and that's 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 all. And some folks take it to the extreme, but it's not to be extremized. You know, it's just awareness. Well, I'm glad right. you clarified that because it was bugging me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we we have about a little uh, less than three minutes, and again, I just want to let everyone know we're, we are coming to a close. And our guest, Jerry Black, uh, again, we really enjoyed your time, and uh, hopefully we can have you back very, very soon. What's your website again, Jerry? The website is BSCOA, and uh, that's BSCOA.org. If you want to donate, there's easy ways to do it there. If you want to get more information, go to the support at com. Send in your email requests or questions or or resources that you might be aware of that we're not aware of. Anything, any way you can think of, you know, you can get to us from that website. Go to our Facebook, like us on Facebook, follow us through there. Um, we're going to be sending out more and more information now about what we're doing down at Camp Royal Oak through the Viscoa program. All right. All right. Bill, you have any closing remarks? Well, yes, Gary. I, you know, I, I'm just elated to be with these great individuals, uh, Commander Charles, uh, Jerry, and yourself, uh, Gary, and even to our silent partner, Bob Sharps, who's uh, probably listening out there to us today. It's been my pleasure, and we expect to get Bob here again and all of us again at some point in time to talk about some very important information to our heroes out there in the veterans community. We want to make sure that they are updated and filled with knowledge all the time in their pursuit of their benefits uh, uh, that they've earned as a result of service to our great country. All right. Charles, sir, do you have any closing remarks? Uh, I think Bill said it all. Uh, let's just reach back. and It's all about the awareness piece. And thanks for 
being the, the vessel of information for all veterans. All right. All right. Gary, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for everything that you're doing for our veterans across this great land of ours and, uh, and for this opportunity that you've afforded us here at Piscoa. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate it. And again, it's, it's you doing the job. I mean, when you get a call out from the VA, you should, too bad you can't. Did you record that? <laughs> I was so, I was so, so shocked at the time. And, and then the information I had gotten almost devastated me that day. Uh, it took a day or two to realize what uh, God was trying to put in my heart. Uh, but as you can see, uh, I get the message. Uh, sometimes it takes a brick upside the head, but I get the message. <laughs> All right. Again, this is Gary Ray and Mr. Bill Forbes and Commander Charles Eggleston and our guest, Jerry Black. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. And have a good week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray and Ted Griffin Jr. again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red, white, and blue. We're America, you're Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.